Welcome to another episode of the Inside the Bull Heads podcast with your hosts Marius and Ska. Hopefully you learn something new, hopefully you enjoy it, so sit back, relax and enjoy. Okay, so we back with another episode. Another one. Skipped one uh, last week, but uh, it was a uh, little break maybe. Something yeah, we like had that. some uh, friendship stuff to talk about. <laughs> yeah, nothing serious like one. We need to take some time for ourselves. Yeah. We train arms again, actually. Again, yeah. yeah. It's uh, how is it called? Tradition. Tradition. There okay. you go. Okay. Tradition. Okay. Um, I actually love them. Because it, it gives, yeah, yeah. Um, if I would hear anybody else like getting excited about like an arm workout or something, it's like, come on. You get the back, you get the legs, you get everything, yeah. you get excited Just... about arms. But honestly, if you can take such body parts and manage to make an exciting session, it's quite a, yeah. we will take the win. Achievement. Okay, okay. Other than that, let's go into our first topic, so to say. Like, yeah, yeah. Like... I think we should add this small section which we tell people what to expect. Yeah. Besides, yeah. like the title. That's what we're gonna talk um, about. So we managed to agree on touching briefly on glycemic index and why it's important, where it fails, and then a warm up. Purpose. What's a good warm up? What's a bad what's warm up? What's expect from a warm up? Like when to do it and stuff like that. Yeah. So if you are interested in these topics, keep on listening. Otherwise, maybe you yeah. should do something else. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I'll just start with the glycemic index because it's really not my thing, so to say. So I'll give my uh, general, not opinion, because it's not my opinion, but like just the general thoughts that I have on it. Mm -hmm. And then Ska will get into the smarter stuff. Oh, come on. <laughs> uh basically like when uh, it's not as uh, hard as it used to be because back in the day people used to be quite obsessed with it i think right now they <coughs> quite forgot about it and it's it's a good change but um basically if every food or product has a glycemic index uh, the way i understand it people usually try to get the best combination so that food gets processed in the best way so that you don't get fat or that you don't uh, go into the wrong direction so to say whichever your goal is and uh, from what at least I know and from what I understood is that no matter the glycemic index of the food you either way you actually combine it with something else or if you don't it gets combined in the body so it all levels out as a final product and uh, the worries that you have initially don't really have a big importance, so to say, because right. in the end it all goes down or goes up. So yeah, but you bring yeah. bring the light. Yeah. The thing is why I wanted to mention this. I was skimming through a nutrition textbook okay. and I realized, huh, they are still teaching this thing and relying on it as mm -hmm. an indication of a good diet. Is it like the ectomorphism or stuff? Oh, that's going to have another episode. Yeah. Eating for your body type, right? Um, so I was like, wow, I mean, this is like such a reliable or unreliable metric. But if you want to be like a certified nutritionist or something, you would go through this. I know some bodies, they need to touch on everything right 
Um, so I get it. But if somebody's like going through a nutrition book or something and they encounter it and then they base their diet on such metric, I will explain when it's a good idea, when it's a bad idea. Okay. okay. So who is glycemic index for, or actually what is it? Okay. It's like a measure, a figure you give to food, right? To a carbohydrate as like a response to your blood sugar levels. You eat an apple, it spikes your blood sugar by X amount. Therefore it's a good or bad thing. It depends on what you want. Okay. Uh, the issue is the whole metric is like a bit flawed because they only measure 50 grams of carbohydrate per any serving. So if you eat more or less, they don't care. Uh, when is it important? If you need to manage your blood sugar levels, if you are pre-diabetic, if you suffer from any metabolic condition, that's something you need to pay attention to, you know, because it can make or break your health. Okay. Um, otherwise, if you think that eating certain foods with low glycemic index will just change your diet completely and you won't lose fat or whatever, I don't think so. Why? Because once you add fiber or fat or more protein to this high glycemic index food, it crashes it down. So it's no longer a high glycemic index food. It's a low glycemic, high. <laughs> uh, it's not high, it's low. It's low. There you go. So yeah, that's probably my output output because we can go on and on. And so okay. So, okay. Uh, glycemic index matters for people that Got have issues, certain metabolic issues, okay. diabetic, pre-diabetic, on certain medications, so on, and they need to uh take care of that um so otherwise sure. um actually can be beneficial at times to get the high glycemic index food and then the biggest one is in literature so shows it all the time you give the same amount of food to 10 people and their response in terms of blood sugar is completely different okay. Okay. yeah so that's why i think it's uh unreliable maybe People should focus on something else instead. So short, basically, I don't know, like um, Andrea who came to the gym and mm -hmm. she has a healthy, healthy-ish body, like mm -hmm. as healthy as you can be without doing any exercise and stuff like that. And she also wants to get her diet in check. Should the glycemic index be there, like as a worry for her? Like, should she check it? Should she do anything about it? No, if I have a hierarchy of importance for what you should focus on in terms of your diet. I wouldn't even include glycemic okay, index. Okay. I won't even make the list. Okay. Yeah. So basically, it would like you could if you could only include it if you think only carbs, and maybe you want a certain outcome or something like that, or not even then. Not even then, because we are going through the assumption that everybody responds to that specific food equally. Okay when it's not the case. It's not even an inter-individual difference, it's within the individual difference. So even yourself, if I give you the same food today or tomorrow, maybe you won't respond the same way to it. Okay. So why would you rely okay. on yeah. such like a variable figure? 
you know. Yeah, it's way too flexible, so to say, to yeah. make any yeah. assumptions based on it. Okay. We will keep it short to the point. If yeah. you feel like I'm able too much or no, you want me to just like make a straight point, just let me know. You clarified it pretty well for me, at least. Yeah. Okay. Should we go to warm up and like what's a warm up and like warm up? Yeah. Okay. So what what do you think it's uh what's the purpose of a warm up? Well, the purpose of a warm up should be to prepare you for the workout that you got to do. And uh, for example, I've heard this in the gym from another trainer. You should have. Uh, general warm-up you should have specific warm-up and you should have some other kind of warm-up all in the same workout and i'm like i got one question do you do anything besides the gym <laughs> like i okay like i basically live in the gym and i don't got time for three types of warm-up uh, and i'm not saying this to like uh, make the warm-up an unimportant thing because it is based on context but you can't assume that everybody should be going and like number one, number two, number three, number four, number five. Okay, now now I think I'm ready. Like my shoulder feels okay. Like it should the warm up itself should get you if it's even needed, should get you ready for a very specific thing. Like let's say that you walked twenty minutes to the gym and it's minus ten degrees outside. You got cold. Your warm up has the soul at least the first part of it has the sole purpose of getting you warmer because your body temperature went down and maybe you don't want to start squatting or anything with like your body being really cold so your purpose is to get warmed up and after that let's say that you're good like you you don't have any hip issues your legs feel really fine you don't want to foam roll like you don't believe in it or you don't like it or anyway and uh, after that, let's say you're warmed up. If you feel good, get under the bar, start warming up, start warming up, start working. And anyway, like the first two or three sets are going to be warm up until you get to your working set. Let's say that you got a hip issue. Maybe your warm up will include, I don't know, anything that you decide that makes you feel better to squat. But don't just flare hands around <laughs> and stuff like that because you need to squat and that's what you did like last time when you were like in, how do you call it? Physical education at school and that's mm -hmm, what we did. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's no purpose for that and we lose our time basically. Yeah. yeah. I think a warm up is preparation, yeah. right? If you are about to have a speech, you have to prepare your speech, have an exam, prepare for an exam, right? And what do we do when we have a speech? We prepare for this specific speech. Would you learn a different speech and then just transition into your speech the day you, <clears throat> sorry, make it? Or exam, would you study for a different discipline? You know, so you have to be as specific as you can. Yeah. You know, if today in my session, I'm hitting these exercises and it requires this input, I need to prepare myself for that, you know? Um, Part of it is to increase your body temperature a little bit. Um, more or less lubrication in a way, you know, like blood flow into yeah. certain areas uh, and specifically priming your nervous system for the effort that's going to come, you know? Uh, that's the point. 
you know, if you go beyond that, you're just wasting your time because somebody comes and you have to ask yourself, okay, if I spend an hour or 35 minutes warming up this individual, how closer is it getting them to their goal? Yeah. You know, if their goal is to warm up, I mean, it's going to be a different industry, a warm up industry, but such thing doesn't exist. Yeah. People want to get in shape, be what healthy, whatever. Like yes. So you have to invest most of your time into getting your clients to their goal. You know, will a warm up do it? No. Will a warm up help you have a good workout? Yes. Make it as efficient and specific as possible. Even that, even if the warm up means that you solely warm up with the exercise that you're going to do because you feel well enough to do it. Like you don't need to jump into, into the 20 kilo bench press as you come. You can grab the 10, then you grab the 14, then you grab the 18 yeah. and you check on each set. You see, okay, anything feels tight, anything feels not on its place, stuff like that. Also, a uh, perspective that came into my mind, like warm-up could be way more, and not even maybe warm-up, but preparation could be way more passive than we think, because we also got the mental side of it. And let's say that, for example, you're a coach or you're somebody that, I don't know, like who sits in a certain environment a whole the whole day and then needs to get to the gym to train. And maybe you need to also change your mindset, so to say. It's like a reset in a way. Yeah, maybe, I don't know, like I'd argue right now in this certain moment, this reset is more important for me than the warm-up. And uh, I spend more time like just with headphones on, scrolling through Instagram or like loud music or TikTok or like it's just the time in which I do basically nothing. I don't think about anything. I just detach from stuff mm -hmm. and I okay okay i'm feeling like less yeah. yeah stressed of other things and now i can go training yeah for some people it's just the thought of okay why am i here right what's the goal some people just by thinking about their goals just boom yeah they're yeah. in now they're in the zone and maybe you just need one minute so. yeah yeah uh, another way i wanted to tackle it's um if you need a lot of warm-up, let's say for your hips, shoulders, whatever, because you suffer from pain, that's not a sustainable thing to do. You know, I'm talking because I'm there in a way and I've been there. Um, if you have an issue and a warm-up will just mask that pain, it will only mask it then. Okay. If you have any issue, you have to go and have it treated. You know, don't rely on warm-ups to mask the pain. Yes, it will help you go through the workout, but maybe you should address it first, you know? Yeah. It's basically as with the, I don't know, like the belts, people keep using them just because it gives you that back tightness and maybe you don't feel the back pain while you do certain stuff. Mm -hmm. And like, but basically the belt does absolutely nothing if you don't actively use it. And you first need to know how to create intra-abdominal pressure and all that with no belt so that when you use a belt, you maximize it. I will always give placebo more than the benefit of the doubt, you know? Yeah, still. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Like the biggest question for me all the time, right? Like, if you are after a certain outcome, whether physical or mental or whatever, and 
let's say you drink a pre-workout. Let's say the pre-workout doesn't work at all, okay? But you feel something and your workout is amazing. Yeah. But if you look at the substances, there is nothing there. The would you feel disgusted or would you feel excited? Well, how would you react? Which, which part matters more? What you got and or what you experienced? Yeah. Personally, I'd say that uh, it's, it's cool just how like uh, it all gets back to what's in our mind. Because if you believe it, you all of that motivational stuff, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like if you really believe either it's in yourself or in the fact that you can do it and all that kind of stuff, you can actually do it most of the times. Like let's not go to extremes. And uh, that's the cool stuff, cool part about uh, placebo. Because it actually proves that mentally it matters more than we even think yeah a lot of times i get somebody telling me look i'm doing this thing or i'm taking this thing and i'm getting these results even let's say i have data to back it up why it doesn't work if it works for you if you feel like it's working good for you yeah you know good for you the only thing, like, I'm, I don't know, if you're taking BCAAs or stuff like that, I might tell you that if you feel that you maybe don't want to spend those money on it or stuff like that, yeah, like, I could give you some arguments for why you can stop and it won't affect you. But if you're okay with all the other aspects, so to say financial, all that, and it works for you and it helps you, like foam rolling or anything else, like, you feel like foam rolling for 20 minutes before working out, Form yeah. for 20 minutes before working out. Yeah. Just don't spread misinformation. Don't say that your pre-workout is the best pre-workout in the world and it adds 20 pounds to your squat or, and the foam rolling, I don't know, like makes your quads just explode or keep it to yourself. You yeah. like it? Keep it to yourself. It's like keep yeah. it private, you know? Yeah. Okay, so um, let's talk actually about uh, what a warm-up should look like, like as general as possible exercise-wise, um, depending on context. And we're going to go, like as we discussed, on like maybe three big areas, so to say. One, anybody that goes to the gym and just wants good results and is healthy-ish. Two, more, call them extreme people, or like athlete-oriented mm -hmm. people that want more than average results people that in general want more and are ready to sacrifice more for that yeah and uh, the third area let's say that people that just want to move but maybe not to move they want to train they want to get stronger but they got certain issues certain pain stuff like that okay let's start with the one that's gonna be the most relatable to everybody mm -hmm. average population yeah uh, what would you think that a warm-up for them like Give us like a spectrum, like from what to the least amount of warm up and the most amount of warm up, like yeah. for most people. I think a warm up should warm up shouldn't occupy more than ten percent of your time at the gym. So if you're for one hour there, there you go. You can make the yeah, make the math. So I don't and and then the warm up should be kind of gradual, right? So you move a little bit and then you get a bit more specific but don't extend it too much you know um the faster you get to your workout 
the more accomplished you should be, you know. Uh, you shouldn't feel proud when a warm-up takes you 20 minutes, you know. Um, like, try, aim, aim to reduce your warm-up time over time, you know. Because basically what people don't really get is that any mobility, drill, yeah. stuff like that, it's not supposed, like, if you do the same mobility or, like, whatever you call it, thing to warm up, and you always use it and you've been using it for one year, mm -hmm. you're probably doing it wrong or maybe you didn't choose the right one. Mm -hmm. Because if your shoulder hurts and you do something, like, you maybe do it for a week, two, three, four, and then you should reduce until you don't do that thing anymore because your shoulder is better. So Yes. I feel like the biggest misconception is that people show up at the gym and they want to do everything that is related to physical activity at once at the gym. They want to do the warm up and the cardio and the training and more cardio and stretching and all at once, you know, and they have 45 minutes, yeah. you know, you have a day structured it well, you know, uh, be more precise with things like I'm here at the gym. I spoke with my coach. The goal is to get me more muscular to work on this, to work on that. Okay figure out the thing that the 20% that gets you the 80% of the results. Okay. If I'm pressing today, what is the 20% that I can do that's going to get me closer to my pressing faster without any damage, of course, you know, because for example, doing abs before the workout, if it doesn't have a direct effect on my workout, why should I do it? Yeah. You know, so when you work with somebody, make time, Make the time as efficient as you can, you know, if shoulders aren't feeling well, maybe you should focus more on shoulders and the rest just a little bit here, a little bit there and get to the workout, you know, uh, don't go like over and over again or better have a general warm up routine. Okay. This warm up routine will get me prepared for any workout the coach has for me. Yeah. You know? And then keep on refining it and make it shorter and more efficient. Yeah. Keep it as short as possible, like as efficient and as short as yeah. possible, because sometimes you're not going to feel like even warming up. So why have 20 minutes of warming up until you get to your set and yeah. then already be like semi-tired and yeah. who knows, maybe you give up. That's actually a very important component because a lot of people exhaust themselves getting into the workout while warming up yeah you know treadmill and then some bands and then some push-ups and then some abs and then like even their nervous system is just working and working and working especially and working. when it came from a whole day of working yeah. and stress and something like that yeah it's um yeah like if you can again it's not just the way that you feel but if you objectively know that you're healthy you got no joint problems stuff like that and you can get in and you can get the workout in with its specific goals with almost no warm up with like maybe only five minutes on the treadmill or only two minutes of attention on your shoulders or something like that. And you can get straight in the workout. It's completely okay to do that. Mm -hmm. You don't need to sit there and to play with every joint that you have until it feels perfect or stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, if you feel that maybe you need to give it more time, give it, but anything that goes more than, let's say 10 to 15 minutes, probably you're trying to 
work on uh, how do you put it like you're trying to actually solve a problem not a problem you're actually trying not to solve the problem you're just solving the consequences okay. of a more serious problem that's masked by that pain or something like that yeah. so you should probably i don't know maybe address a form or something or yeah. exercise selection or even this like if your workout routine is well fought and like you don't got prior experience of mm -hmm. injuries and stuff like that over time you shouldn't yeah. get injured you shouldn't feel the need to warm up more on certain stuff and yeah. Yeah. to be honest i think most people are ready to go yeah it's the coaches that somehow prolong that phase more than they should you know uh, people come like, okay, I'm, I'm ready, I can go. You know, yeah, they like, don't even conceptualize like, I don't need to warm up. I can just do the workout. We're still here at like, yeah, average population. People that don't really like lift, pretend their body yeah. weight or stuff like that. Yeah, you, you could, you will be fine with no thirty minutes of yeah stuff. Yeah. Another point I wanted to make, for example, a trained person can just show up at the gym, do some pull-ups, and they are ready to tackle, let's say, a back workout. For let's say a female that cannot do pull-ups, for example, and they attempt to do the same thing, it's yeah. like attempting your one RM as a warm-up. So you have to be mindful of what you do. You know, not all exercises are created equal for everybody. You know, so people should be mindful of what they use um, as a tool to warm up. Like yeah. just taking in consideration the fact that some people come into the gym and they're like their background into movement in general mm -hmm. is so small that anything gets them tired yes so if you warm them up for 10 minutes their workout could hurt a lot get hurt a lot so for them maybe the first set would be a working set because anyway they're working with like sub-minimal load they just need to move it to learn how to move it so yeah. again don't don't worry about it yeah. as much i think if you show up at a gym ready to work out just have like a quick check on yourself uh is your neck tight is your back a bit like tensed just check for those things that maybe they affect your workout if you just yeah. go in intense in a way you know it's like release relax uh one of the things that people tend to do they think Training is just being tense. Like there is a relax relaxation component into doing even the most difficult things. You know, you don't have to be tensed and agitated all the time. Yeah. You know, you can just exert effort, but at the same time show some sort of calmness. Yeah, fluidity you know? for the yes. movement and all that. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, that would be it for this area, so to say. Yeah. If somebody's asking, okay, you said all this, just give me two, three tips that just Warm tomorrow up. I can use, right? Let's say I'll throw the how do you call it, the treadmill in, just in case that it's cold outside. You, it's a safe bet for everybody. You walked a lot and stuff like that. We walked to the gym. If in general you feel cold, get on the treadmill. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. Other than that, what would I do for everybody? Maybe some like scapular push-ups, something like that, just to move the... For most people, like in my experience, it gets them like the whole shoulder thing mm -hmm. moving, so it helps. And uh, maybe something 
I'm thinking of something like hip related, knee related. You go with uh, your variant if you got one. Uh, honestly, start the first exercise that okay. you're doing. Okay. Okay? okay. Start it and see how you feel. That can be the best warm up for you. If exercise selection is on point, that's enough smart for you. Probably you don't even need a warm up. Yeah. I'm just wasting your time. You know, let's say if you if you are squatting, if you can just squat smoothly and fluidly. Why do anything? There you go. Yeah. Yeah, so that would be the safest bet. So like yeah. safest bet. Yeah. So yeah. so sorry. Uh a warm-up should exist if getting started with your routine fails you in a way. You yeah. know, if yeah. you don't feel comfortable on that exercise, first of all you have to question yourself. Is it the right exercise for me? This is my form. Is exactly. It? What's the problem? Actually? Exactly. So reverse engineer. Start with the workout yeah, and then right. think about the warm-up. Don't yeah. think about the warm-up and then the routine. You yeah, know? Because if the routine yeah. is designed well, you probably wouldn't even need a warm-up. Okay. 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 Now that we've uh, somehow made it clear for the most majority of people training and maybe listening to us. Let's go to the more athletic exceptions, I would say. And maybe you don't even play anything or like yeah. you're not an per se athlete or something like that. You just really like the gym. You like pushing it in the gym. Um, you know that sometimes you might sacrifice form or like anything else. Like we know it when you PR, maybe your form will get a bit worse. Maybe you heard something, maybe that thing will affect you in the next workout. How do we treat this kind of people in the whole warm-up context? Like, what would you start with? Again, this will sound a bit general too, inapplicable in both. A good warm-up will get you closer to the goal of the session. A bad warm-up won't do anything, won't make any difference. You know, uh, if you notice a difference, if you added a new warm-up routine and you can feel the difference in terms of performance, that's a keeper. If you don't feel anything, don't fool yourself. You know, uh, maybe you should change it or maybe you don't need it. Um, so an athlete, okay. Most of the time athletes are extremely specific. You know, they don't show up and Just do really like really a general yeah. thing. They are, doing a specific thing. Uh, I think the same applies to them, to be honest. Uh, I won't try to. If you have, if you're doing like some sort of a prehab, um, you're working on your mobility or yeah, let's say a shoulder issue, a knee issue, you're doing something else, try to include that within the session. If that's the goal, do that. Um, Otherwise, I think same principle applies to them, to be honest. I won't try to make it even more complicated. Of course, now we're talking about probably people that we don't see right now, but the visuals matters. When somebody's in front of you walking, you can sense how they are, what's going on, what's the goal, what's, what's the session will look like. Uh, and once they grab a bar or a machine and start performing, yeah, clear. yeah, some people make facial expressions like the pain sensation or the comfort sensation or the satisfaction that comes from doing certain things. Um, 
you focus on that. You know, like most people don't communicate that enough. The visual component when you see people doing things that tells you everything almost. You know, this is what <laughs> this is what plays with my mind. I got this one client, the very strong strong girl that I used to tell you. Okay, I used to tell you about. The one with a leg press that yeah, doesn't show any she's expressions. She's got this poker yeah. face on anything. Like, it's the only person that I know and I work with that I didn't see her struggle. Like, I didn't see a facial expression of her struggling. And it's so hard for me to tell, like, what, was that hard for you? <laughs> like, especially because she's also strong and I'm like, do you need more weight? And she's like, you know how most people are, like, they like working, but they don't want to push themselves too much. And they're like, oh, I'm, I'm okay. And I need to basically guess like, yeah. okay, last time she did this. Okay. Like we can increase it or something. Yeah. Uh, I use scales a lot with people, but again, it's very tricky because dependent on the day on everything yeah. basically. Yeah. And then the bigger question would be how much should you push people in a workout? That you know, uh, should you somehow break them once, break them in a good way, like show them what is a hard set or what is a hard workout looking like. That's for like a nine have, and yeah. a half to a 10. And then when I tell you, you know what, aim for six or seven, you know what's up, you know, because a lot of people underestimate what the 10 is. Yeah. I've heard the muscle talk talking about this, like put them on something like an assault bike or a rower and just get them going until they feel that blood in the, you know, in the throat and stuff like that. Yeah. And then it's like, it, it's really getting like, that, that's a 10, yeah. you know, you, you know, that it's you like a test. low risk yeah. environment. Yeah. So you can test your limit in it and, then and you know, know what the 10 is. And then when we just fight on things like, you know, what's the deal? Yeah. So basically if you're also like more like, let's say, uh, advanced into the whole thing, I didn't start. The first thing, when you open your eyes in the morning, I don't know, I started doing this, like you do a quick um, body check, let's mm -hmm. say, like wake up and like, hmm, how do I feel? And maybe mentally, maybe physically, usually when it's like, you know, a shitty day, you feel it in your body from the first moment that you step out of the bed. So that might be the first signal that, okay, maybe today I'll take extra five minutes to warm up on something because I know that it's a leg day and I don't feel the best and uh, maybe I won't skip the workout because I don't feel that bad, but maybe I'll address certain things that I know that might pop up more than I will, more than I will usually do. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, knowing how you feel, it's a rare skill for most people. Awareness basically. Yeah. Because why would you do it? Like in our industry, in a way, it's very important to know how a person feels, right? It's like yeah. a sensation driven environment. If you work in a corporation, like when was the last time you so just showed up at work? It's like, how, how are you feeling yeah. today? You know, like, people don't do that anymore. You yeah. know, like besides certain fields, like medical fields, uh, health and fitness fields, yeah. and Nobody maybe cares. some spiritual stuff. <laughs> exactly. Like, I see the look on people's face when they show up, like, how are you feeling? And like, and I'm good. I don't know. Yeah. Like, like, like we think. <laughs> yeah. And you have like 
two categories there. There are some people are feeling so bad for so long that they don't know what a good feeling feels like, you know, chronic pain or chronic stress. They don't experience their, their release until they experience yeah. their release, you know, uh, and others are comfortable and feeling great. They don't know what the bad feeling feels like. Yeah. Yeah. So basically mentally or physically, the more aware of how you feel, the better because yeah. both play a huge role in your workouts regardless of your goals so uh, just just based on that like maybe sometimes you'll need to skip a workout like maybe this doesn't apply to most people because most people will skip a workout anytime yeah. <laughs> but let's say that you got a bit more serious into it and stuff like that if you feel that i don't you you know that the last two days were full of stress you haven't eaten enough and it's a leg day today and you should push hard maybe you do that tomorrow maybe you maybe you sleep extra today maybe you, you eat extra today and you tackle that tomorrow just to be sure that we don't break anything so to say yeah so big advice try to be aware of how you feel talk about it i'm not saying talk about it like right yeah that's <laughs> <laughs> If you have a trainer, coach, whatever, just tell them how you feel. If they are good enough, they will adapt the workout to how you feel and your need, you know, because even if you're a high level athlete, you should auto-regulate. Sometimes you're not at your best. You don't have to go a hundred percent. Yeah. You know, like that's the goal of smart training. That's the goal of coaching, you know? Maybe most of the time things are amazing or maybe they are normal. Sometimes they are great and sometimes they are really bad. Yeah. And you have to step up at those moments. Because that's going to make the difference long term. Because mm -hmm. if you expect people to be the same every day, I mean, it's like pure, purely delusional. Yeah. It's a, it's utopia or something. Yeah. So... So yeah, it, it's just uh, pay more importance, so to say, to the way that you feel physically and mentally. And uh, just, it all starts there. Like if you get that done, you'll know, should I do an extra set of that thing on my warm up? Should I skip my workout? Should I eat more? Like it all go, the moment that you master, let's say, and it's not gonna be in a day, it's gonna take, it's gonna be a process of you actually understanding how and why you feel certain things in your body or head, you'll be ready to basically adjust your warm-up, so to say. And why don't we say the same about average population? Because most of them, like, no matter if they ate more or less or something like that yesterday, their workout today isn't as intense and has a, and doesn't have as specific goals as the athletes one yeah 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 actually that's very important to clarify when we compare the athletes to the general population it's not to downplay the general regulation general population or uh glorify the athlete it's just that the athlete has a lot of skin in the game and every workout to a degree matters yeah, you know, that's they are judged by their performance in their specific thing. 
but on the other side, a person that wants to get in shape, I mean, that's the point, the point to get in shape, to feel great, uh, adding extra stressor related to your workout will make things better. You just got more room to, more room for error. Yeah, you're more flexible, you yeah. know, you can get away if with less. It's less like it's or, somehow yeah. a very good place to be, to be honest, yeah. you know? The fact that you don't want more or yeah. like you're okay with your yeah. situation right now. Yeah, and you have time on your side, you know, you don't have specific date in which you have to perform and peak yeah. for a certain event or date. And if you, you know? think like that, you're, you're wrong. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. So that would be it for the athlete side of things. Mm -hmm. And let's go to general population, but with certain problems, let's say like, I don't know, like I had my shoulder dislocated. I broke my knee. Like very specific problems that happened and will influence to a certain degree your process. How should we look at that? Because this is the, I'd say, the only context in which a warm up, or maybe not even warm up, let's not call it warm up, the preparation process might be necessary no matter the day, no matter the context, I would say. Yeah. Um... Do no damage, number one. Um, and, okay, let me say this. Your personal trainer doesn't have all the answers, not even closely, okay? So I feel like sometimes people put their trust in everything into their trainer. And I think that the trainer feels the pressure to give an answer, even though they don't have it. Most most coaches aren't qualified to manage these things. Yeah, you know, like sometimes I see things at the gym like no, like these people cannot manage a healthy person. You know, let alone you know. More, yeah. Yes, I think you should get clearance to train. Uh, have a list that that you already have. Look, if you're lucky enough to have a good coach, which are really, really rare. Uh, try to synchronize him to communicate with, let's say your therapist or something. Let them, this is something lacking extremely. Yeah. You know, if these two people can work together and learn from each other, trust me, a lot of problems will be much, much better. Okay. Um, so have already a list of things that you can that you cannot do experiment like, see, this is painful this is not painful um and start from there it's not the coach's responsibility to honestly help you with your pain you know like our job is to yeah, get you away yeah. from pain or if you have certain indication from a professional that says maybe you should strengthen this area maybe you should you know stabilize this one we can help them, you know, but we won't sit here to diagnose what you have or what you don't have, you know. So uh, for the clients, make sure you talk to the right person. For the trainers, please don't go overboard with your qualification. That's, uh, that's all I have to say. Maybe you can add on something. Yeah, basically um, the whole preparation process so to say in this uh, case 
should uh, start with uh, your communication with the professional that you're working with. Because if they know that everything that's going on, at least, uh, not probably, but hopefully, that's the word, hopefully, uh, you'll have a better outcome. Because if you don't even tell them certain stuff, it's really hard to... It's actually pretty hard to adjust stuff for healthy individuals and to make it all work fluidly with no problems and stuff like that with people that actually got no issues. But if you got issues and you don't talk about them and you don't keep us updated with the fact that that provokes more pain or that, I don't know, just doesn't feel right and just you just go for it because you think that that's, it, that's how it should feel or you just don't want to communicate it, communicate it for whichever reason, it's not going to help you. It's not going to help me as a professional. So it all starts there, communication from which we know that, okay, maybe you feel extra tight in your replaced hip or something like that. Not my area of expertise, but just giving examples. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll address 10 extra minutes on that before starting the workout or stuff, something like that. If you don't tell him about it and you go and do something lower body related, it's not his fault that he prescribed you exercise X if he didn't know the situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if it happened that you see a professional, let's say you exercise and you have some issues, they need to see you perform. So two things should be available, either a weight room in which they can put you there. Show me how you perform this. Show me how you perform that. And then they can see you or film yourself at the gym or let me talk to your trainer. This almost never happens, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. But if your professional is way off and they don't even ask you anything, just do some tests on you, that's not enough, to be honest. That's not enough. Uh, it's the same professional that will ask you to sit home and not do anything. And we all know that lack of activity is worse than sometimes, yeah. you know, doing something. Yeah. So, yeah, basically... Basically, if that, that would be it, it's somehow finding that's the hard thing and maybe, but that's the thing in which you should invest if you want to actually feel good and be functional, functional, I, I don't like using this word, but actually be a human being that can function at a high level, whatever that is for you, for the longest time ever, uh, just find the doctor, let's call him that, and the mm. personal trainer yeah. that are willing to somehow work together because yes. that's the easiest way to solve their problems. Yeah, It's pretty, because even though, yeah, you can say that the doctor maybe is smarter in certain areas, but after that, when doctors want to lose weight or to get more muscular, they still come to the personal trainer because yes. they don't know everything. Yeah. So they need to be like, Working yeah. synergy, that's the thing. Like, I have an athletic background and I've been around doctors a lot and the disappointment is huge. That's why, in a way, I study as if I'm planning on becoming a doctor without claiming anything, just so I have tools in which at least I can communicate to these people. Yeah. If it happens that me and a doctor are on the same room, he can understand me, but I can understand him. I want to be able to understand him more than he can understand me, you know? Um, so we never claim things that we don't have. 
but we are learning as if we are, you yeah. know? Basically, that's it. Like, yeah. it, it all boils down to the same principles. Like, we try to give certain aspects to each group, but it all boils down to just being aware of how you feel. If you need to communicate it, you need to communicate it based on the group in which you find yourself. That's more or less important. And just be smart about your approach. It's all about efficiency and it's all about being safe, I'd say. Yes. That um, be it, yeah. Yeah. Um, if anybody has a specific question they want to ask, you know, they can reach out to you or yeah. me. Maybe, I don't know, like your shoulder feels stiff. You want to do a warm up. You don't know what you should do. Yeah. You can write us. Yeah. We'll try to help. So because yeah. we, we can only do too much, uh, if we don't have a context, yeah. you know, um, if you're experiencing with anything, just let us know. Maybe you can be more specific about things. Uh, by the way, maybe we should transition into having some sort of video or something, or maybe put it on YouTube because I, I talk to people. Have, yeah. But what, what do you mean by YouTube? You mean, uh, with, with, uh, at audio with video or uh... I mean we can start with audio first yeah we need and the then... banner we need the banner ah, for okay that. okay I'll work on it. okay <laughs> okay okay because we got the channel we don't got the banner yeah uh, and now we started talking with each other without yeah. noticing anybody so uh, I hope you find it valuable um thank you for listening I met one of your clients that listened to our podcast two of them two okay Were so like yeah. yeah, from my behalf. Diana. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Diana. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to who? Diana. And Diana Georgiana. and Georgiana. There you go. Diana and Georgiana. Thank you. Okay. So you'll hear from us in the next episode. Thank you for listening and hopefully this helps. Yep. Take care. Okay, guys, that's going to be a wrap. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you've learned something. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. Any kind of advice, any kind of feedback, any kind of topics that you'd like us to go over, just send them on Instagram at the fitness practitioner or at trained by Marius. And uh, thanks for having us. Until the next one, enjoy the process.